Today is the fifth day of January. I'm still getting used to that word, January. Welcome, you're listening to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. This is the fifth day. Mark it down. You made it five days. That is great work. And I will tell you, uh, this first week, the podcasts are a little longer than usual just because they're There's a lot of uh, getting to know each other in this first week, and we want to inform you of everything that will make your experience here through the Bible as comfortable and uh, inviting as possible. So just giving you a few little tips, a little bit every day up at the front, uh, we won't continue to do that. This is just as we get acclimated. I want to talk just a second today about the importance of the app. If you have not downloaded the app that's free, Daily Audio Bible, uh, you can do so. You set up an account and you'll get rewards for little markers along the way of just, you know, congratulations you've made it and it explains what you've accomplished and there's also a little journal feature on the app that if something stuck out for you that day you can journal it you can write it down you can take your own little notes and it's there for your convenience Uh, we are constantly updating and upgrading that little stinker because the world has become uh a world of conveniences through technology and as you know uh technology is not foolproof it is not error free uh so there there are errors from time to time grace for that as well uh but for the most part that app is there for you to utilize uh, on this journey through the bible and you can log in as a guest if you would like to uh but I would highly recommend setting up an account, log in, stay logged in, and just enjoy the features that have been made for you as the listener to go through and experience. The only other thing I want to say about that is uh, China and I are not tech support. We, that I am not that smart of a woman. I'll just put it out there right here. You don't even have to guess. I'm telling you, my 10-year-old uh, knows far more about technology than I do. He teaches me often, and I'm okay with that. Uh, so tagging us on Facebook in any capacity for any reason uh, will not produce uh, an answer. We do have a team specifically for technology, and there's a way to report things right there on the app and they get your reports and then they do what it is that they're smart enough to figure out and do let me reiterate we are not tech support we appreciate your understanding and cooperation in that let's dive into our reading today today we're reading the book of job we began yesterday And we are continuing exactly where we left off. 
in this story with Job, who has lost his family. He has lost his livestock. And that means a future in the day and age that we are speaking of. And so Job is sharing his grief. And then his friends have made their way into the story. So we are picking up today with the sixth chapter of Job and reading through chapter nine. And this week we're reading the New Living Translation. Job chapter six. Then Job spoke again. If my misery could be weighed and my troubles be put on the scales, they would outweigh all the sands of the sea. That is why I spoke impulsively For the Almighty has struck me down with his arrows. Their poison infects my spirit. God's terrors are lined up against me. Do I have a right to complain? Don't wild donkeys bray when they find no grass and oxen bellow when they have no food? Don't people complain about unsalted food? Does anyone want the tasteless white of an egg? My appetite disappears when I look at it. I gag at the thought of eating it. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant my desire. I wish he would crush me. I wish he would reach out his hand and kill me. At least I can take comfort in this. Despite the pain, I have not denied the words of the Holy One. But I don't have the strength to endure. I have nothing to live for. Do I have the strength of a stone? Is my body made of bronze? No, I am utterly helpless without any chance of success. One should be kind to a fainting friend, but you accuse me without any fear of the Almighty. My brothers, you have proved as unreliable as a seasonal brook that overflows its banks in the spring when it is swollen with ice and melting snow. But when the hot weather arrives, the water disappears. The brook vanishes in the heat. The caravans turn aside to be refreshed, but there is nothing to drink, so they die. The caravans from Tema search for this water. The travelers from Sheba hope to find it. They count on it, but are disappointed. When they arrive, their hopes are dashed. You, too, have given no help. You have seen my calamity, and you are afraid. But why? Have I ever asked you for a gift? Have I begged for anything of yours for myself? Have I asked you to rescue me from my enemies, or to save me from ruthless people? Teach me. And I will keep quiet. Show me what I have done wrong. Honest words can be painful, but what do your criticisms amount to? Do you think your words are convincing when you disregard my cry of desperation? You would even send an orphan into slavery or sell a friend. Look at me when I lie to your face. Stop assuming my guilt, for I have done no wrong. Do you think I am lying? Don't I know the difference between right and wrong? Is not all human life a struggle? Our lives are like that of a hired hand, like a worker who longs for the shade, 
like a servant waiting to be paid. I too have been assigned months of fertility, long and weary nights of misery. Lying in bed, I think, when will it be morning? But the nights drag on and I toss till dawn. My body is covered with maggots and scabs. My skin breaks open, oozing with pus. My days fly faster than a weaver's shuttle. They end without hope. Oh God, remember that my life is but a breath and I will never again feel happiness. You see me now, but not for long. You will look for me, but I will be gone. Just as a cloud dissipates and vanishes, those who die will not come back. They are gone forever from their home, never to be seen again. I cannot keep from speaking. I must express my anguish. My bitter soul must complain. Am I a sea monster or a dragon that you must place me under guard? I think my bed will comfort me and sleep will ease my misery. But then you shatter me with dreams and terrify me with visions. I would rather be strangled, rather die than suffer like this. I hate my life and don't want to go on living. Oh, leave me alone for my few remaining days. What are people that you should make so much of us, that you should think of us so often? For you examine us every morning and test us every moment. Why don't you leave me alone at least long enough for me to swallow? If I have sinned, what have I done to you? O oh, watcher of all humanity, why make me your target? Am I a burden to you? Why not just forgive my sin and take away my guilt? For soon I will lie down in the dust and die. When you look for me, I will be gone. Then Bildad the Shuhite replied to Job, How long will you go on like this? You sound like a blustering wind. Does God twist justice? Does the Almighty twist what is right? Your children must have sinned against him, so their punishment was well-deserved. But if you pray to God and seek the favor of the Almighty, and if you are pure and live with integrity, he will surely rise up and restore your happy home. And though you started with little, you will end with much. Just ask the previous generation. Pay attention to the experience of our ancestors. For we were born but yesterday and know nothing. Our days on earth are as fleeting as a shadow. But those who came before us will teach you. They will teach you the wisdom of old. Can papyrus reeds grow tall without a marsh? Can marsh grass flourish without water? While they are still flowering, not ready to be cut, they begin to wither more quickly than grass. The same happens to all who forget God. The hopes of the godless evaporate. Their confidence hangs by a thread. They are leaning on a spider's web. They cling to their home for security, but it won't last. They try to hold it tight, but it will not endure. The godless seem like a lush plant, growing in the sunshine. Its branches spreading across the garden. Its roots 
grow down through a pile of stones. It takes hold on a bed of rocks, but when it is uprooted, it's as though it never existed. That's the end of its life, and other springs up from the earth to replace it. But look, God will not reject a person of integrity, nor will he lend a hand to the wicked. He will once again fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. Those who hate you will be clothed with shame, and the home of the wicked will be destroyed. Then Job spoke again. Yes, I know all this is true in principle, but how can a person be declared innocent in God's sight? If someone wanted to take God to court, would it be possible to answer him even once and a thousand times? For God is so wise and so mighty, who has ever challenged him successfully? Without warning, he moves the mountains, overturning them in his anger. He shakes the earth from its place and its foundations tremble. If he commands it, the sun won't rise and the stars won't shine. He alone has spread out the heavens and marches on the waves of the sea. He made all the stars, the bear and Orion, the Pleiades and the constellations of the southern sky. He does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. Yet when he comes near, I cannot see him. When he moves by, I do not see him go. If he snatches someone in death, who can stop him? Who dares to ask, what are you doing? And God does not restrain his anger. Even the monsters of the sea are crushed beneath his feet. So who am I that I should try to answer God or even reason with him? Even if I were right, I would have no defense. I could only plead for mercy. And even if I summoned him and he responded, I'm not sure he would listen to me. For he attacks me with a storm and repeatedly wounds me without cause. He will not let me catch my breath, but fills me instead with bitter sorrows. If it's a question of strength, he's the strong one. If it's a matter of justice, who dares to summon him to court? Though I am innocent, my own mouth would pronounce me guilty. Though I am blameless, it would prove me wicked. I am innocent, but it makes no difference to me. I despise my life. Innocent or wicked, it is all the same to God. That's why I said he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When a plague sweeps through, he laughs at the death of the innocent. The whole earth is in the hands of the wicked, and God blinds the eyes of the judges. If he's not the one who does it, who is? My life passes more swiftly than a runner. It flees away without a glimpse of happiness. It disappears like a swift papyrus boat, like an eagle swooping down on its prey. If I decided to forget my complaints, to put away my sad face and be cheerful, I would still dread all the pain. For I know you will not find me innocent, O God. Whatever happens, I will be found guilty. So what's the use of trying? Even if I were to wash myself with soap and clean my hands with lye, you would plunge me into a muddy ditch and my own filthy clothing would hate me 
God is not a mortal like me, so I cannot argue with him or take him to trial. If only there were a mediator between us, someone who could bring us together. The mediator could make God stop beating me. I would no longer live in terror of his punishment. Then I could speak to him without fear, but I cannot do that in my own strength. So we have a front row seat uh, to this conversation happening between Job and now his friend Bildad. And we're starting to hear the hopelessness in Job through his grief. We can gather that physically he's uh, starting to just wither away. And, you know, even in the dialogue, we hear we hear the well-meaning things that people may have said to us and we may just as well have said these things ourselves i think back to when i was a young girl and would wrestle with the internal questions of what sin in my life what thing did i do that caused this because this has to be a punishment or a repercussion of my actions of my sin oh man (laughs) who uh playing back the tapes of my life i'm hoping to god i didn't say that to somebody in my lifetime but the chances are high (laughs) that i did so let me first cringe and then let me secondly uh publicly apologize to anybody i ever said that to but we see this in bildad's response to job How long will you go on like this? You sound like a blustering wind. Does God twist justice? Does the Almighty twist what is right? Your children must have sinned against him. So their punishment was well-deserved. Oof. Ouch. Cringe. All of it. I was just talking to a friend uh, the other day who was telling me about a difficult time one of his children are going through and they're kind of going through it publicly (laughs) on social media and another family member saw it and reached out to my friend and stated the obvious to him and he responded back that he knew what was taking place and the response then became uh, well Thankfully, certain family members are no longer alive to have to see what your child is publicly going through. And my friend just lamented the shame that he is already going through and then the further shame that was heaped upon him and their response back to the person that shamed them was just so brilliant. I'm going through so much in this situation. I could really use your support. I could really use your prayers, but your further shame is weighty and it's not welcomed. Look, let's be honest, life is hard. Sometimes life is hard. And I personally had one of the hardest years of my life last year lost my 25-year-old nephew at the beginning of the year. I lost a friend uh, prior to that. Completely 
out of the blue unexpectedly. I've had some health issues. I had Bell's palsy last year. It was uh, compiled grief and then dealing with personal shame of feeling like I couldn't let anybody know that I wasn't okay and I had to have it all together and just stress took a toll on my body and we're repairing some things, counseling through some things. The point being is life is hard and things happen unexpectedly. And sometimes we just don't even know what we need. And sometimes we find out soon enough what we don't need. And so we hear aspects of this conversation today between Job and Bildad and Job even responding directly to God that we find so relatable. And then we pause and we learn the lessons from the relatability. And so there's uh, there's some more wrestling through to do today and and we are still just in the thick of the conversation that Job is having with his well-meaning friends. And so we will pause here and we will turn the page tomorrow and we will see what tomorrow's dialogue brings to us. Father, we thank you for this day. God, I thank you that you know our hopelessness. It is no surprise to you. So many people are in the thick of the hard in life. They are in the thick of the unexpected and we don't even know our own needs in the thick of hard. But I'm grateful, God, that we can do hard things because we don't go them alone. You are with us. And whether we realize it in this moment yet or not, you are our hope. We have hope in a future with you because of you. And even when it seems that we've lost ground and we've failed because it seems we have taken steps backwards in life rather than constantly breaking new ground and going forward. Sometimes the journey is just getting back up again. You are there with us. And I pray, Father, for every person that knows the internal voice of shame and they have internally continuously beaten themselves over the head time and time again for for things that we are responsible for and for things that we are not responsible for. God, would you silence the accuser? Would you silence the voice of shame that comes to rob us, steal life and life more abundantly with you? We dismiss the voice of shame that we are dealing with in our own minds. You can go, you can leave now. And we welcome the voice of truth and grace and mercy and unconditional love. And I pray that we would feel the weight of being the voice of shame in somebody else's life. We would sit with those words before we would speak them and realize that the power of life and death 
is held in our own words, in our own tongue. Thank you, God, that you lift our heaviness. You lift our head. And we turn our eyes up to look to you. Because you are where our help comes from. And we thank you. Pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible. That is home base. That's the website. That's the app. Check it out if you have not. If you would like to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you immensely for your partnership. We could not do this without you, and we are so grateful that we do not have to. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. If you have, or you can hit the give icon, it's up at the top right hand corner of your mobile device. Lastly, look for the give icon on the website. That's going to do it for me today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow as the story of Job continues. Until then, love one another. Hey, family. This is your sister, Kim, in Kentucky. It is January 1st, and I have been meaning to call in um, in response to a couple of people's calls. And then today, uh, when I heard Kingdom Seeker Daniel um, say a prayer for my son, Nicholas, I knew I had to. I couldn't wait any longer. Uh, I wanted to call in response to Under Construction and her praise report about God uh, giving them a home, her first home. I knew he would. I knew he would. Um, and you talked about the fight, the fight to stand in faith and trust, even with the enemy breathing down your neck and shouting in your ear, and that's it, it's the battle. And then also about, uh, I call, was calling about the sister who called in um, saying a year ago, she had asked for prayer for her sister who was delivering twins prematurely and her brother that was in um, hospital for a suicide watch and what's happened a year later. And then I call in to give a praise report for my son who passed his PA certification test. And he found out on December 23rd. And he said, all I want for Christmas is to pass this test. And as a parent, as a mom, you know, we give our kids what they want. I couldn't give him that, but I prayed. And y'all prayed with me and you heard me and God heard me and he answered. And he's 31 years old, and there's a lot more to the story than just him struggling to pass that test, but God is faithful. Happy New Year. May grace and peace be multiplied to each and every one of you this year. I love y'all. Good morning, DABC. This is His Redeemed Daughter from Florida. Um, I just want to come on and say Happy, Happy New Year to everyone. And um, starting over, um, Lord, I just want to, I wrote down that I definitely not only want to listen, but I want to comprehend and understand and hear more of what Jill and China are reading through the Bible. Um, maybe like my third, fourth year and won't be the um, 
third or fourth time I've read the Bible before and now I'm listening to it. Um, I just want to thank everybody and I do want to come on and say a prayer real quick for Lisa from Oklahoma who has a small business and she said it's starting to get slow and Lord I'm just asking God will you provide new customers, new guests, whatever she needs um, provision to keep her business going. I know this happens to a lot of us. Um, I have clients I clean houses for and I do retail and so um, also my separated husband who has his businesses slowed up and almost coming to an end. So I do pray over all of us who are struggling to keep businesses going and who worry. Um, Lord God, we give it to you right now, Lord. Um, help us to remember that you are mighty and you are holy and you are good and you are for us and you are a provider. You own everything. So let's give it to you, and Lord, let's trust you this year. Um, even when we doubt and we worry, um, I find myself doing the same thing. Let's not do that this year. Let's give it to Jesus. Amen. Hello, DABC community. My name is Renee, and I'm wishing everyone a happy new year. Um, I would like for the DABC community to pray for me. I'm currently technically homeless and I do not afford an apartment because I do not earn enough money to rent out an apartment. I would like for the DABC community to please pray for me so that God can provide shelter for me and uh, me being homeless might affect me losing my job. Um, so I would really appreciate your prayers. Hello, my DABC family. This is Chicago Peg. I'm calling in to pray for Alaska Mom. And I'm calling on December 31st. So I know Alaska Mom, um, that one of your prayers you would have already known on the 26th of December, but yet in God's perfect timing, I'm, I'm praying for you now, Alaska Mom, um, for your boat that sunk on Christmas morning and just dealing with all this and everything that you need to do. I'm praying that in God's perfect timing, out of His graciousness, you would have good result even by the time you hear this and praying for you now and continuing to lift up that god will give you wisdom and what to do how to do it that he'll provide the finances and also praying so importantly you asked first for prayer for your husband um the good news that you do that you did get a neurology consult so this is good and we're praising god for that and keeping your husband and you in prayer for God's continued grace, for his blessings in the new year, for good health, and always under his gracious care. In Jesus' name. So we love you, Alaska Mom. Love all of you, my DAB extended family. Happy New Year to each of you. This is Chicago Peg signing off. And look forward to talking to you soon. And 
next year. Okay, love you. God bless. Breathe in his grace, breathe out his praise. Amen. <laughs>